Allison, you have to explain something to me. What? You like to speak for a living. You're on my podcast. You do your podcast. And yet when we do these commercials, you're like super like... You don't want to do them. I don't, I don't want to do them. Why not? You spring them on me. I like to be prepared. Like, I'm a perfectionist, Taylor, you, and you just, you like all this improvisational stuff. I'm not a naturally funny person, okay? Well, that's what Patreon is for. Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. It's all the content, like in the normal show where you're not prepared. And right, where yes. It's where saying. you put all of my bloopers. And you have a lot. I know. <laughs> Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. You can help support the show. You also get behind-the-scenes content from every episode, bloopers, bonus content, like behind-the-scenes with our guests, our co-hosts, and Allison being angry at me. Yes, lots of eye-rolling. You can't hear that, but whatever. (laughs) (laughs) Patreon.com slash Fourth Catholic. When I do it, you can. With none other than Mrs. Allison Sullivan. Hey, Allison, hey. you had homework. What? You had homework. The I did not. Yes, you did. The last time you came on the show, you... I had no homework. I, I always just Well, I didn't do it. You didn't? <laughs> no. Well, you're just like me in every school I ever went to. What was my homework? Every show, I describe the Red Sea Radio Studios. And it used to be like the stellar Red Sea Radio Studios, uh, or like uh, the Galactic, the National, the headquarters. So, I, like for a long time, I said intergalactic, and I didn't know like what was better than that, you know. So I just kept saying intergalactic. It's so, a good word. So, how if I were an alien, I would appreciate that. Oh, not even just because it's intergalactic. I, I like the way it sounds. I like that intergalactic. In, I think it's inter. If you're I, gonna. Well, oh, fine, you stickler. Um, I also like um, the word ligament. It's just a good word, ligament. Well, this took a weird turn. <laughs> I, I, all right. I'm proud of you. Okay, okay. Um, why, how about... Wait, wait, no, no, no. We have to stop. Why Why is ligament so just, fancy to you? We'll say it a couple of times. I mean, ligament. See? Come on. Ligament. You're enjoying yourself, I can tell. I'm always enjoying myself. <laughs> I can say any word. Crustacean. <laughs> oh, that's a good one. It is. So did you You did you do your homework? Did you f- think no. of a good name? Astronomically, cosmically... Stellar. Well, you did it. You also <laughs> stole one of my words that I said already, but I'm very proud of you. Um, I think the intergalactic had me all spaced out. Oh, wow. I think we're going to end the show now. <laughs> like forever. <laughs> <laughs> this is it. We're actually not going to. Do you know what happens next week, Allison Sullivan? What? Is Epis- it an anniversary? Episode 150 what? of the show. Episode 150. Get out of here. And here's what's cool. Who's, uh, the ho- who's the co-host? Uh, Father Anthony's the co-host. Fine. The guest, I th- I think... What do you mean, fine? You don't want to hang out with me more than once a month. Ugh. You tell me this often. <laughs> I, I do for celebration. For celebration. Well, If, if there's cake involved. <laughs> there's not going to be cake, because if <laughs> I bought a cake, be. Father Anthony's on an iPad in, in Pittsburgh. Like, no. he wouldn't be able to eat it no. anyway. But uh, Watch, we've, we've I'm going to bring you cake. That would be so nice of me. Do it. Come to the show. <laughs> if you come to the show and bring cake, okay. you, you can come on for like four minutes. Okay. <laughs> All right. Four minutes? Four minutes. We only it's got like TV, not radio. Uh, no, we got cool things coming. I've been working on a redesign, like a whole rebranding for the show, and I'm really excited. It's Am a- I allowed to say that I saw? 
You saw it. You did see it. I did see it. You did see it. It's so good. Ironically enough, I actually found, like, I got the email while I was at your house. Totally. So you were the first person to see it other than me who designed it. So that is- I punched you. I straight up punched you. You did. It hurt. Like, my arm was sore (laughs) for three and a half days. Uh, I remember because halfway through the next, the fourth day, I was like, my arm doesn't hurt anymore. Yeah. Uh, But that's coming out next week. Mm -hmm. And I'm really, really excited about it. Awesome. We also have a pretty cool guest that I'm not going to say. But tune in next week, episode 150. I cannot believe the world has allowed this to continue. It is crazy. Episodes. They're um, so tolerant. Really, they really are. Such kind, forgiving <laughs> people. <laughs> Hello, listeners. I love you. Uh, I had a crazy week, Miss Sullivan. You did. I really did. So Thursday. Let's talk about it. Uh, let's talk do about it. Do you need it. some therapy? I do. I might, bit, actually. Maybe. Okay. But I can't afford it, so this is it. We're going to do perfect. it right now. You're my therapist. Okay. Wednesday, I started. I, I went. Everybody had their first day of school. My kids had their first day of mm-hmm. school. I actually had my first day of school because I back as the campus minister at, at St. Joseph Catholic School here in town. So I had my first day of school. And like everybody in the first day of school, I, I apparently was nervous and couldn't sleep much. That wasn't the answer. It's just that I haven't been going to sleep all summer mm-hmm. um, at a decent hour. So mm-hmm. I had to like reset my body clock. Yeah, right. So I got four hours of sleep New that schedule. Night. Yeah. And then I led a retreat all day, 15-hour day, mm. speaking, leading words. I gave the f- same talk four times in a row, 30-minute talk. Oh, I wow. talked for two hours oh, straight, yeah. um, mostly to kids that didn't want to hear it. Um, and then That's always a little rough. Four hours sleep that night, four hours sleep the next night. Went to the Encounter Texas conference, which was phenomenal. We're going to talk about that uh, here in this first segment. But right. I got six hours of sleep, six hours of sleep, six and a half hours of sleep. So I didn't sleep much. So Daddy was tired. So I got home yesterday at 5.30 p.m. I got into my bed at 5.31 p.m. I hung out with the kids. Like, they came and, like, took turns coming to lay with me and kind of sure. tell me about their weekend because I wasn't there. And then at about 5, I don't know, right before 6 o'clock, I fell asleep for about four minutes. And then my wife came in, took the baby, and I promptly fell asleep. I woke up again at 1.30 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> That's yeah. the mo- that was by itself right, was the most sleep I had gotten mm-hmm. all week. Mm-hmm. And then I slept from 1.30 until 6.30 this morning. So uh, welcome to Fort Day Catholic, everybody. Sleep deprivation is a form of torture. I mean, it's the real deal. Well, uh, if that is true. If that is true, then it is God who is torturing me right now because all of this work has been for him. <laughs> Thanks, Jesus. Uh, but I, I am glad the blessing was last night and most of yesterday that I got to sleep because this show would be super boring if I was uh, as tired as I was at 1.30 this morning. I don't know. I mean, I could picture you kind of loopy and entertaining, perhaps. No? I, I think. What pe- do you like when you're tired? People like it when my filters are down. Uh-huh. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I see how it might be a good time. I want to get to episode 150 at least. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but here's the deal. I do want to talk about the Encounter Texas Conference. Have you heard of this conference before? I've been. Um, Wait, you went? Um, I did not go. This is the first year I've missed in a long time. And I was super bummed about it because my dear friend, Michelle Benzinger was speaking. So I was, I was really sad to miss that. I met her. Isn't she, isn't she lovely? Yes. I feel like I've heard that somewhere. Yeah. Did you make that up? Uh, I am going to go ahead and take credit for that <laughs> <laughs> that rendition. Um, Allison Sullivan, singer songwriter, podcaster. <laughs> so Mom. yeah, no, I I adore her. We've spent some time together on a lake. So wait, I didn't know this about you. I knew you were like a fan of hers. I didn't know you were like friends. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait, what what lake and why and how? <sighs> really? Sure. Um, Is this well, a secret? <laughs> no, it's just I, I'm okay. Um, there. 
I'm counting how many of us there are. There's a group of five of us, fierce, tender women. <laughs> like who? Oh, you know, you know what is great about fierce and tender? What? It's how I like my chicken nuggets. <laughs> oh gosh. <laughs> Does that mean spicy? L- We're a little spicy. Spicy, hot sauce, <laughs> but like super tender. No, there's a group of like five of us, and we just keep in touch and pray for one another. And we were in prayer for her that whole weekend. So I'm glad that she. Had a really special weekend as well. It sounds like she did. You know what I just pictured? What? Do you watch the Marvel movies? I feel like you don't. The what? The Marvel movies. Oh, like the uh, superhero movies. You're right that I don't. I'm I'm always right. Yeah. Uh, so there's there's in the last two movies there have been these like in the middle of the big fight they like zoom in on all the women that are all fighting together. Mm-hmm. What I want somebody to do is to take I know the the five. Is it okay to say who? I think I know who well, they are. Well, she's an artist, and so she could make this happen. Michelle Benzinger, you. Uh huh. Mary Bielski, uh-huh. Liv? No, Liz, Sam's, and Janine McKay. Right, okay, the Speaking of Sparrows people. Yes. Okay, so I, 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 was, I got a three out of five, so I got a 60 on my test. Yes. <laughs> but I want them to like put your faces on like Captain Marvel and Okoye and like all <laughs> of the female superheroes. We would love that. We would really love that. Somebody do it. Um, I, we have some <laughs> artists that listen. L- let's, let's, let's make this happen. Um, so... I work these conferences all the time, either as a speaker or By as the a, way, Liv, Liv would fit in that group perfectly. I don't want to say, like, no. <laughs> I'm sorry. That... <laughs> She's not welcome here. We do not do that here. No, yeah. That's a Marvel Anyways. joke for all the Marvel fans. Um, so I work these conferences all the time. And it was even acknowledged at the conference that mm-hmm. a lot of people at the conference are in ministry or at least are around church all the time. Like, even sure. people that don't work in ministry, they're the, the active volunteers. Like, it's yeah. just kind of like the... Uh, cream of the crop, and then me. Like, that's this conference, right? <laughs> okay. um, so the whole week, I'm exhausted because of the sure. you know the sleep deprivation that God made me have. Yeah. Um, some of it was my fault, but you know, whatever. Um, but here's the deal. We go to the conference. Like, all, like, I get there. I had been traveling all morning Friday. After, like, I traveled to and from Houston, I got back at, like, 1230, had to wake up at, like, 630 and pack to get out of town to go to Dallas. I wake up, pack, like like my car. I have this little, 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 tiny silver car. Yes, you We do. have to pack it completely with like an artist here that's in College Station that wanted me to bring her stuff up to the conference because you're selling it. My sound system, everything we need for the booth. Like my car, you, right. I could see my front two mirrors and out of my front w- window. And that was it. Like there was a couple of times that I may have gotten waved at with a certain finger oh, because uh-huh. I literally didn't see people. Like right, It was very right. dangerous, yes. but I, I came out alive. Um, exhausted. Get there, setting up everything. Like it's taking hours. And like, like I'm, I'm not really a conference participant. Like mm-hmm. I'm there to I'm, receive. I, I, yeah. I can't receive really. Right. I'm there to work to work. Yeah. Uh, in, in two capacities. Like right. I'm leading this team. That is like helping run the youth track the next day. Yes. What do you do with your microphone? You're like guarding it like you're. I'm getting... trying not to make noise as I bring it closer to me. Jeez. I thought you were like, it looked like you were going to kiss it. Like you were like put your hand behind its head and you're going to bring it in for a little kiss. I was trying to be very stealthy. Go ahead. Well, I called it out. Um, so the whole time I'm just, I'm all focused on this. I'm setting up the blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And then these two sisters walk by like. You know, like religious sisters, like yeah. not my sisters. That I, would I, I got it. Okay. Um, <laughs> and then they're like, hey, do you want to come pray Vespers with us later? Oh. And I look at them and I say, very honestly, yes, because if not, I won't pray today. Okay, nice. <laughs> so, I like it. So guess where I went? 
to Vespers. They did praise and worship as like the opening. Yeah, like it's the opening hymn in Vespers. Mm-hmm. They did like three praise and worship songs. And then we did Vespers. It was cool. It was like old school, new school. I loved it. Yeah. And then uh, work, 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 work all after that. Go okay. to sleep. Wake up the next day because Saturday is the big day. Okay. Working all day at the conference. Yeah. And like I, tr- I even try to go to some of the breakout sessions. It's just not happening. Like my yeah. job is to make the connections and to talk to people. Right. Do my job. Like yes. that's what I'm there for. And then I try to go to one of the sessions, and it was supposed to be Mark Hart, and it wasn't Mark Hart. And this person was talking about a topic that I've talked about before that isn't my favorite topic. So I walked out, and okay. I was like, "This was sad. Like this was actually time that I wanted to be filled yeah. up, yeah. and it it wasn't good." So I was like, "Okay," or it wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't good for me. <laughs> um, I'm sure the other men in there left super holy, but. I, the whole, whole day is going by again. I haven't prayed. Guess who walks up? The two sisters. <laughs> like, Hey, we're going to pray Vespers. Wow. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you want to pray with us? And they like, they remembered our names. Oh. They gave me like these things. They asked the one person that couldn't be there. They asked for him by name. Oh, he can't be there. Well, tell him we said hi and give him this like wristband that has our, has our order on. Super sweet. I love these women. They're phenomenal. Wow. We pray with them. And I'm thinking, God, thank you for, I'm already, like, yeah. God, thank you for the blessing, like, yeah. again, like, the busyness of the day, I probably wouldn't have, like, gotten my 30 minutes of prayer in if it wasn't for these sisters. Thank you. Like, they were a super big blessing. We saw them throughout the conference. So much joy. Then, like, the big, you know, Steubenville conference, it's Steubenville Young Adult Conference, big adoration time mm-hmm. happens. Mm-hmm. We miss the keynote talk because we're working, and then somebody's like, hey, you want to go up there? I'm like, yeah. I mean, like, there's nobody out here to talk to, which is my job, so let's go up there. So we go up there, adoration happens, and Annie Hickman, who's the MC, one of my favorite human beings alive, he, he's the one that acknowledges, look, we've all done this before. Mm-hmm. And like for a lot of us, we've been to 10 Superman conferences. Like this isn't really like special anymore. Mm-hmm. But it's still the Jesus, like Jesus that walked yeah. on the earth, still the God creator of the universe. Yeah. And I'm like, cool, I'm going to pray with that. Worship's going, and I'm like, I'm not, I'm paying attention, and I'm like in it, but like it's not, nothing special. Right, and we get like thirty minutes in adoration. Father Mike Schmitz is going around uh, holding the monstrance, super like there's just so many holy moments, and I'm I'm sitting there halfway through like, I guess I'm just too tired. I'm too like focused on work. I'm like I can't. I'm trying to like quote unquote get into prayer, and I just can't. And then uh, there's this there's this guy right in front of me. Like Father Mike brings Jesus right in front of us. There's, it's me, another row, and then, like, the opening where Father Mike's walking through. Mm-hmm. And, like, the monstrance goes by me. And, I'm like, I, you know, I'm praying and being respectful, but still, like, it's nothing. It's not, like, a special moment for me. Yeah. And this, there's this couple right in front of me. And I, I felt like I had been where they are. Like, the, the young mom, young dad, and, like, a little tiny baby, baby. Like, weeks old. Brand new. And, like, the mom is just sobbing. Because, like, and I, I'm thinking, like, my wife yeah. has gone through having children. It's like, mm-hmm. how do you even pray? Like, how do you yeah. even have a relationship with God while you have, when you have little kids? You've done this before. And I'm sitting there thinking, okay, that's, that's really cool that she's getting able to have this moment with God. Like, it's really special. And the dad is holding the baby. And then when Father Mike brings the monstrance, he, he holds the monstrance out. And the dad, like, Picks up the baby. I've never seen anybody do this. I get goosebumps even uh, talking about yeah. it. Picks up the baby like like Lion King style and puts the baby up and touches the baby to the monster. Like full extension of the arms. And you can see him kind of like tearing up a little bit too. And like, I, like instantly. That moment. Like that one guy doing that one thing. Mm-hmm. Inst- like I can't explain mm-hmm. everything going on in my head. Mm-hmm. It's like that is the father's love for us. Mm-hmm. Like that's how close he wants to that's be to us. So like gorgeous. whenever we can't, like the baby can't 
do anything on its own. Yeah. It needs somebody to pick them up and put them close to yeah. Jesus. Like that's what the Father's doing for us to Jesus. That's what Jesus is doing to us with the Father, with the Holy Spirit. Like, like yeah. everything is is God is continually drawing Himself to mm-hmm. us and is giving us help, just like yeah. that Father did with the baby. Oh, that's it's beautiful. Oh, I'm, I, it was ridiculous. I'm bawling at this point, and this is like a theme of the show. I don't cry. The last three weeks, I've talked about me crying. It's just utterly ridiculous. You were even weepy dropping your littlest off on the first day of school. I was. Yeah. I was. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah. Apparently, I have a heart now. <laughs> like, I know. Like You've always been a teddy bear to me, but the, I get it. My heart grew three sizes that day. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, there are these things that an enemy would love to use to keep us from God, to keep us from those those awesome moments. And and the word awesome is, you know, overused, but like really that invoke this kind of holy terror of of remembrance, you know. And so for me lately, it's just it's it's um it's been other Christians, to be honest. <laughs> and I read this quote and it said, um, to not let your frustration with with other Christians ruin your awe with Christ from Nazareth. And so any time that we can get into that still quiet space, you know, to remember, which it sounds like is exactly what you had. But, you know, any time that, that we're we're still and we're quiet, we can ponder peace. And when we when we're doing that, it's usually because peace is wearing thin. You know, so like here you were without a lot of sleep, and here I am, you know, really frustrated with other people in this season of my life right now. And God's going to answer that desire of ours to be near. It's crazy. It's crazy to it's think so that kind. like uh, me, you, uh, uh, people that do this for a living, and we forget the basic gospel teaching yeah. that Jesus, yeah. like God, really does love us. Mm-hmm. And it was like in the middle of this, in the middle of my exhaustion, in the middle of my frustration, in the middle of your going crazy. Like he, he just wants to sit there and remind us. Oh my goodness. He wants to mind and remind us that he loves us. There's construction going on, and they're, like, yelling. My feet are vibrating. I sure did think that was you. <laughs> oh, no. It was not me. Wow, that would be impressive. I would totally do that. But, um, oh, my goodness. The construction's almost over, people, in the uh, stellically cosmic Red Sea Radio <laughs> studios. Astronomically. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was just like, like that he can love me in the midst of my busyness, in the midst of my tiredness, yeah. in the midst of, yeah. like, when I'm, like, I can't bring everything that I have yeah. because I don't have everything yeah. that I have. Um, in the midst of, like, being away from my family and, like, yeah. just a reminder that, like, he's got my kids. Like, just like mm-hmm. this is how father's entrusting this baby. Like, they're, they're not my kids. They're his kids that I, you know, get to take care of and hopefully not screw up, you know? Yeah. Um, I think we need to lean into those moments of whether it's frustration or exhaustion or whatever. We lean into that. And I think that deep valley of emotion, because our emotions aren't bad. They just are. But when we lean in, instead of trying to lop them off, I think that it paves the way for great joy. So deep, you know, getting into the to, into the deep, you know, I'm using air quotes, bad stuff can lead us to really, really highest heights of joy as well well maybe the construction is just us hearing your air quotes maybe (laughs) maybe that's what's happening um but yeah people jesus really does love you in the midst of everything that's going on all the tiredness all that you haven't prayed in a while all the you haven't slept in 12 days because you have a newborn baby like he loves you he loves me he even loves allison Wait, even. that was backwards. I should have said even loves me. <laughs> Allison even loves me, despite me being me. Uh, guys, we're going to be... It's conditional. <laughs> we're going to be right back with Mary Lenneberg. This is going to be awesome. Don't go anywhere. 
go. I hope you are enjoying today's show. We're having so much fun making it. If you are enjoying the show, you can do something super easy. Take you 30 seconds to help me out uh, and help other people hear about the show. Uh, head on over to iTunes, wherever you are listening to the podcast. Go give it a rating and uh, leave your review. It would be fantastic. Help more people to find the show. I would really, really appreciate it. Help me help you help someone else make Catholicism fun again in their life. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. This is Taylor Stroll. I am still joined by the lovely Allison Sullivan. Allison, usually I'm the only person that does any work around here. Oh my goodness, I didn't unmute you. Now you can work because I, I unmuted you. I never know if it's intentional or unintentional. It could go either way with you. Well, that's a whole other story, but you know, we'll keep it where it is. So uh, usually I do all the work. Y'all just show up and y'all are the pretty faces, the pretty voices. Everybody loves my co-host better than they love me. They love the guests better than they love me. But today you actually did some work. I, I did. You, you booked the guest. I did. <laughs> so I had to bring on my sister from another mister, Mary what? Lineberg. Oh, Mary Lineberg is here. Mary, how are you? I am doing fantastic. How are you guys? Oh, just phenomenal. Allison is beaming ear I to am. ear. She's so excited <laughs> to so not just be in this room with me. Yeah. <laughs> I usually just do a, a crash course on whoever it is Taylor has brought in. But now I feel like whether it's true or not, like I'm introducing the two of you. It's right. so fun. The roles are flipped. So here's what we're going to do. I'm going to be a good radio host, introduce who she is, and then get out of the way. And y'all are going to have a great okay. conversation. Are you ready for this? <laughs> so uh, I learned this from the internet which is where I learn everything. I love your description, Mary. You say that you are a writer, a speaker, and a daughter of God. I will only ever be one of those things. So I'm very proud of you. Well, you know, it took me a long time to come up with that description. <laughs> well, they were like, describe yourself. And I'm like, uh, uh, these are the things I do and who I am. Yes. There you go. Yes. That's it. You can find it all at MaryLennaberg.com. I first got in contact with you because of Allison and then our guest co-host, Liv Harrison, uh, from the Genius Conference, and they just raved about you. They're like, this woman is amazing. And then Allison was like, you should have her on the show. And I'm like, you are right, Allison. And it is, it is rare that Allison is right on this show. But today, <laughs> she is. No, I'm just kidding. But um, So I... It was such a delight doing ministry with you, Mary. I feel like the Genius Conference was something really special. I, I personally love the combination of fierce and tender. And there was something that was so fierce about the women that were there, not just those of us that that had the privilege to teach and speak, but, um, but also the women in attendance. And then yet so tender. It was like we were, there was this ferocity for truth. And then there was this very tender space to come and meet and feel our feelings and handle our hurts and discover the God who's always waiting. So that was just so much fun. I loved meeting you. There are so many things I could say about that weekend. I have been in ministry now, publicly like getting on a plane and going places for three years. And I have never experienced yeah. a ministry weekend like Genius. Yeah. Never. Yeah, Where I agree. the speakers came from so many different backgrounds. And yet as women, we all are searching for that friendship with one another and with our Lord Jesus. And we all came together and none of us had met before. None of us had really even spoken before other than some texting. Right. And what God did that weekend 
was just amazing. And I, I, I just, I'm in awe of him. I'm in awe of him. It was beautiful. Um, one of the things I loved so much about it was as speakers, we were attending, mm -hmm. like we were retreatants mm -hmm. as well. Mm -hmm. I learned so much from you, my fish sister. Mm -hmm. First of all, I tried boxing. I died. <laughs> Okay. It's like hard. She gets up on, Miss Allison gets up on stage and she's got that. She is just <laughs> preaching fire. I mean, preaching fire. And she's got these arms and they're like, oh. Um, and I'm just looking so at him much. going, how did she do that? And she started talking about how she started boxing. And so I thought, okay, I'll try it. So I got home and about a month ago, I went to a boxing class. Yeah. All I have to say about that is you're insane. <laughs> <laughs> I put and I said, I think I'm good. Nope. We're just going to let Allison in the arms and I am good with the chicken wing. We're good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Mary Lindbergh. So my, my favorite thing about your style, I want you to describe your style, but I think that you are gritty plus hilarious, which again is another one of my favorite combos. So how would you describe your style when you're up there preaching? I'm a truth teller. Mm -hmm. I've been through a lot in my life. Some mm -hmm. of my own doing some <laughs> not. And I'm not afraid of other people's difficulty and hardship, but I tend to be one of those people that come in and speak truth in the situation. So I would call myself truthful and I, I do love a good, I love to tell a story and I, I, yes, I am funny. Okay. I'll just claim it. I, am, <laughs> I love, you know, life is funny. I don't have to, all the stories I tell are true. And that's the amazing thing is you don't have to try to be funny. It just tell the truth. And it's just amazing. What and happens. it usually is, right? You were such a matriarch for all of us that weekend at Genius. And you shepherded us all in a really individual way. And your humor just takes people by the collar in this really wonderful way like that that is that's nurturing and yet comforting it's I used to teach school and if I were in a faculty meeting I would want to come sit by you like I just I think that you are a riot and yet there's so much wisdom and truth-telling like you said I just I think that you're a wonderful combination of everything that is good about well, femininity so Thank you. That's just, you know, proof that the kid that gets into trouble in school and gets detention and gets sent to the principal's office turns out pretty well later in life. So <laughs> all those moms out there that are listening that are pulling their hair out right now with a really stubborn child, um, that was me. And I needed to find my place. And what I found was that um, if you're if you tell the truth and if you open your arms wide and embrace whoever you're with, like be fully present to that person. Um, humor is just naturally part of who I am. God, yeah. that's God gave that to me. Yes. And I didn't earn that, but, um, it just, you know, it just turns into what he needs it to be. Right. And so, um, that weekend was so unique because we had everyone from, like I said, different seasons in life. And I'll never forget. I was sitting there and I'm listening to the women that are speaking before me. And I remember looking at you and Mary Bielski and going, what am I doing here? Oh, same. Like, I, I had, yes. I had that experience. I don't even like, I should go home now. Ugh. I should go home uh -huh. and just start baking my brownies again because I looked around <laughs> and I just felt so, um, I was in, I was sitting at the seat of wisdom. You know, mm. I just felt so, um, out of place and Mary and both of you at the same time said the same thing. Oh, Holy and Spirit. you were both like, but Mary, you are, you know, we're explaining what all of these things are, mm. um, in motherhood, in the spiritual motherhood, this mm -hmm. physical motherhood. 
you have lived it. Yeah. And I thought that's the gift of being almost 52 years old. Right, I right. have lived a lot and I can look back and I can look at my sisters, all of you that are standing just 10 years, 20 years behind me in the midst of the battle and go, it's okay. You're going to be okay. You're going to walk the walk that God has for you. And it's going to be awesome. It's going to have lots of, of ups and downs. Sometimes it, it'll totally suck noodle, but yeah. in the end, God is God and he remains in all things. Mm-hmm. And it was just such a privilege to be able to um, really preach with everyone because that's what we were doing. Yeah. Well, Mary, nobody wants to be an expert on grief. No. And, yeah, and yet you have... Um, walked through and found yourself on the other side of some really um, serious grief. Do you mind telling us a little bit about your Courtney Elizabeth? No, not at all. Oh my gosh, what a gift she was. Actually, we just celebrated what would have been our 27th yes. birthday the, the, yesterday. So um, Courtney was born perfectly fine. And when she was five weeks old, she had her first grand mal seizure on the day of her baptism. Um, and those continued. And as we tried to figure out what was wrong and, and try and stop the seizures, we gave her a medication when she was seven months old, that actually she ended up being allergic to and her brain swelled, her body went septic and she almost died. She lost her sight and most of her disabilities were because of that medication and what it did to her brain. So we, over the course of the 22 years of her life, had a child who, um, you know, was fully functioning in all of the bodily ways, but mentally she, and, and developmentally, she was a five to seven month old child. So we loved her. We, I, it was, you know, tough taking care of her every day, everything needed to be done for her. Um, but she's taught us, you know, so much about how we love with our whole lives. She taught us, um, to see the face of Christ in every human being. She taught us what dignity of life truly means to live mm-hmm. that out loud, that every life has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Every single human has a, a mission that can only be done by them. And it doesn't matter their ability or their disability. God has provided for that mm-hmm. within them. You know, Courtney needed, had everything she needed to do the job God gave her. Everything she needed. And the world looks at her and just looks and sees burden. But on December of uh, 27, 2014, she took her last breath this side of heaven. And this year we will celebrate five years without her physical presence in our life. And um, it's the worst nightmare of every parent. Nobody, no parent wants to ever lose, lose their child. But I praise God had 22 years and I am so very grateful to the Lord for the time that we had with her. Not everybody gets that much time. But what we've walked through in the last five years has been just miraculous, really. I don't remember the first six to seven months after her death. I remember basically Easter, you know? And then at that point, once you kind of come out of that first really hard shadow of grief, you have decisions to make. Right. Yes. How am I going to walk in this? Right. How am I going to get up every day and find a purpose for my life? Because for me, in one breath, literally, my life changed forever. I didn't have any other children behind Courtney younger than her. Mm-hmm. Uh, my whole life was dedicated to caring for her. Right. So I had no job. I was fired. God fired me from <laughs> my job as caretaker. And um, I really struggled. I really, really struggled. But God is good. And he provides for our every need. 
And what I've learned most about grief is that it becomes part of your story. It's like a winding rose bush, you know, this beautiful thing that blooms with memory, but has those hard thorns that stick you and they come at the most inopportune moments, you know, and that wave of grief will come over you and you'll miss her so badly and you'll cry and you'll be sad. And what I've learned is you have to sit in those moments. We can't be afraid to grieve what we thought would be. Right. We cannot be afraid of that. And in our society, so many people are afraid of the big feels, you know, Um, that's where we have anxiety and depression. Yes, there's biological things that contribute to that. But there's also this huge emotional thing that we just we don't want to feel the hurt or the pain. And I myself dealt with that in my own life. And so we turn to addiction of, of things, the use of people and, and it just, we have to be able to stand in the ashes. We have to be able to stand there and say, God is God. I am not. Courtney did not belong to me. She belonged to yes, God. Yes, and yes. her life was a gift. It continues to be a gift. Um, her story continues on after her. And my job as her mom to is to just love her. And I still love her. And she is the best intercessor. I mean, that girl gets some stuff done. Yeah. on the other side of heaven. <laughs> and you just, um, yeah, I have to make a decision she, every day to live. You know, she would be so mad if I just sat down and that would really torque that child off right? because she did everything she was asked of. She was the most beautiful suffering servant and to have her mom go. Yeah. I don't think I can do this court. I think I'm too sad. Mm-hmm. I could just hear her now. She would just be not pleased with me. Yeah. And so to honor her and the life we had together, um, I get up every day. And I choose to see the joy in my life and I choose to love the people around me. And it's not always easy. And most times it's very messy, but grief is just part of the journey. You can be sad and joyful at the same time. I have been for five years. Yeah. Yeah. You know, as a, as a, a person who doesn't feel like they've walked through a whole lot of grief, certainly um, not the way that you have, it's impossible to dodge that there is, that there's hurt in this world, but there's common hurt. And then there's uncommon hurt. And so maybe a common hurt, like a breakup or something. I mean, when you experience that, I'm sure people really want to speak into that and give you lots of advice because a lot of people have experienced it. But something right. that you're that you're dealing with, I'm curious, as somebody who wants to be better at standing in the gap with someone and bearing one another's burdens, what was helpful for you during this time of grief and what was not helpful for you? There are two things, really. What was helpful to be present? Mm-hmm. Don't ask me, don't say to me or someone who's walking through this, let me know if you need something. No, right, right. show up and be there. Don't ask, just do. Mm-hmm. Okay. That was the first thing because as a grieving person, you are not going to want to be a burden. You are not going to want to ask anybody for help. And you add to that, that I'm half Irish, half German. I'm not asking anybody for anything. <laughs> okay? It's not happening. Just show up. Right. And be present to them. Yeah. And if they don't want you there, do not be offended by that sure. closed door. Uh-huh. Do not take that personally. That just means on that day and that moment, it's too much. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Make a meal. Do the things that our, our moms used to do. They would bring a meal. They would offer to run errands. Mm-hmm. Just but show up. Mm-hmm. You know, don't ask, just do. The second thing is when you're with that person who is grieving, be fully present to them. And let them talk about the person they've lost. Right. 
a lot of people don't want to talk about like people when Courtney first died, nobody said her name. Yeah. I think they were afraid if they said her name, I would lose it. That you, you would know? fall apart. Right, right. Yeah. And I respect that greatly that they were feeling that sensitivity, but I needed to talk about her. Yes. And so I found people in my tribe that would sit there and we would just talk about Courtney for an yes, hour, yes. you know, tell stories about her, celebrate her, laugh, cry. And it was okay to be there. It made it, um, easier for me to carry that burden of grief because I was sharing it with someone. Yes. So yes. be that person that they can talk to about all the things. And if they have a day where they're like, you know, today, I just can't talk about it. Cool. Same as the closed door. Then you don't talk about it. Right. But really those were the two things things that helped me tremendously. Um, and now of course, you know, it's five years later, there's a I'm in public ministry. There's a lot of people that never met Courtney. Mm-hmm. And so now they ask more questions than they ever did. <laughs> so now I find myself talking about her every day, which is awesome for me, but a lot of people will ask, gosh, Mary, is that hard? Yeah. Well, sure. There are days where it's difficult, but she was our sunshine. And so to share her is easy. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. You're such an inspiration. I really admire in particular how you have taken what was surely an expectation. I expect to see my child, you know, grow up and and do these very normal, typical things and then reframing that to this was a gift. What what we had was a gift. So thank you so much for your example. We would be remiss to not talk about your book. I know we got, we got to talk about it. So yeah, Mary, first of all, thank you so much for your time and for sharing from your heart, sharing from your difficulty. Uh, I want people to go really experience this story for their own. Uh, you have your book, Be Brave in the Sacred, or no, in the Scared. I read that wrong. Be Brave in the Scared. Uh, that's how you know I'm a church boy. Uh, how I Learned to Trust God During the Most Difficult Days of My Life. You can find all of that at Mary Lineberg. Dot com. Thanks for sharing your story, and I'm glad Forte Catholic could be a place for all of us who are in the principal's office a lot. Thank you so much for coming today. <laughs> St. No, Courtney Elizabeth, pray for Yes. You guys are great. You're thanks, awesome. Mary. Mary, thanks again. Uh, everybody else, we will be right back for our final segment of the day, where Allison and I are going to talk about something that uh, we really like to do. Don't go anywhere. Allison, if I say turn it to 11, do you know what movie I'm referencing? No. I think it's Pulp Fiction. I'm not quite sure. I've never seen it. But it's a thing that people say. And that's the reason why I decided that ForteCatholic.com slash beard, the discount is 11%. Not 10. Everybody else's is 10. I have the highest percentage off of everybody. Because, 11. Because I'm smart. <laughs> and I was like, smart. You are were, smart. That's all I ever wanted. We could stop recording. I just wanted that recorded somewhere. Fortagathic.com slash beard. You can get 11% off your next order. I just ordered my new order of, of Catholic Balm for my beard because I needed more. And I just got it like trimmed down and I wanted it to continue to look pretty and, and to smell good so my wife will still love me. So if you too <laughs> want your wife to still love you, or if you're a woman and want to smell nice as well. Yeah, no, like, this is for like intentional beards, not accidental ones. No, it's for all beards. All <laughs> are welcome. All are welcome. All are welcome on this face. Okay, I had to finish that. I had the joke and it kept going. Uh, but if you're a woman like yourself, you can, you can get lip balm. You can get like hand lotion. You too can smell like a pretty person. I do have the occasional stray hair. <laughs> It'll work. It'll work. I, on your arm? I don't know what we're talking about. No, that's the accidental beard oh, the where accidental you're like, beard. husband, tell me these oh. things. 
Oh, well, I'm not your husband, but I'll be sure to tell you <laughs> if I ever see it. ForteCatholic.com slash beer. TMI. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. We're still here, baby. We're still here. I hope you enjoyed that uh, lovely commercial, both for the podcast audience and for the radio audience. We put a lot of time into our into our commercials. Allison's on many of the commercials. She's amazing. Am I? You are. You don't remember when we made the commercials? Yes, I remember. I'm just <laughs> sad that you use them. No, I know I've listened to them. They, I don't hate them as much as I thought I would. Uh, that's because you made me re-record them 18 times because no, you didn't like the first 17 No, I did no such takes. thing. Did you edit them, though? I, like, you yelled at me and made me not use the one that was actually really oh, good. Oh, okay. I'm glad you listened. I didn't think you would. I, d- I I'm did. I'm glad to know that you listened to well, me occasionally. So, like, I can tell when people are like, oh, my gosh, that was terrible. And I'm and like, no, pe- it was good. Yeah. And you're like, okay. Like, I can tell, right. like, you had pushback. But you were like, Taylor? You yeah, got very no, serious. I was, yeah, I was not kidding. Yeah, and it might have been. <laughs> I didn't know that you cared. It might have been kidding. the most like special moment we've ever <sighs> shared together, and you won't let me air it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's talk about something else. <laughs> okay. Okay, so uh, we want to talk about uh, pre-evangelization. We've talked about this before yeah. uh, because essentially there are these stages, and like people can look at the RCIA for this model, but like even before the RCIA, it's like. It's kind of this whole idea of evangelization is kind of this overarching term right? that encapsulates this entire process. Pre-evangelization, evangelization, I know it's confusing. It's part of the umbrella and under the umbrella, catechesis, and then like discipleship, right? Mm-hmm. So discipleship, we'll work backwards. Discipleship is like you are a follower of Christ. You are living for Christ. You're, you're Christ-like, and you're trying to make other disciples. You're, you have a dedicated prayer life. Like all, all of the things, sure. right? Uh, catechesis, you're learning the stuff. Like you've already had the evangelization. Like you've heard the initial gospel, um, and you're starting to learn more. It's the whole like every new thing you learn about God is another reason to love God. You're learning what it really means to attend Mass, to have a prayer life. You're like you're learning things and incorporating into your life on your way to becoming a disciple. Evangelization is like hearing the initial gospel proclamation and responding to it. You know, God, God loves you, has a plan for your life. Um, he died for you. He loves you. Uh, you sinned. He, he knows that. <laughs> he died for your sins anyway. So uh, give your life to him and join his body, the church. You respond to that. You're on the next track. Boom. Pre-evangelization is the one that like a lot of people miss. It's this idea of like before you even get to like hearing the gospel message, like think about somebody who's like super antagonistic towards the gospel or like they've literally never heard it before. Why the heck would they listen to you, Allison Sullivan, on a street corner preaching the gospel if you've never met this person before? Right. That was a question. Oh, it was a real question. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you know, I really... I really think, so when I, I taught school before I was doing other things, but people would always ask me, so what's your teaching philosophy? <laughs> and you're supposed to have this really, you know, very studious answer that proved that you've read textbooks and studied things. And mine was, I just try to make them like me because I feel like if they like me, then they're more likely to listen to what I have to say. And if they're likely to listen to what I have this, to say, then they might you know, like ingest something, you know, they might kind of take something in and, and toss that around in their, in their own head and, um, and ask questions or, or what have you. And so I feel like a lot of maybe this pre-evangelization, which I, I enjoy the, um, the parameters of each one, you know, I think a lot of pre-evangelization is just creating safe space. 
is just creating a friendly environment to know each other's names and offer um, very kind interactions without agenda. So um, Jean Veneer, which I'm going to pull up here in a minute as we talk, has a beautiful quote about exactly what this is. Cool. And you actually almost quoted perfectly a church document on this. Oh. Uh, Evangelii nuntiandi, which is a word you shouldn't use while you're in pre-evangelization. That's right. what kind of keeps the <laughs> Um But it's, the, it's, the, it's this idea talking about this pre-evangelization, that modern man listens more willingly to witnesses than to teachers, and they'll mm. only listen to teachers if they're witnesses. So like mm. how, you, how you live your life, the whole thing that you're saying, like if they like me, like if we start to build a relationship, that building of the relationship of trust, where they like, this is a person that I am willing to listen to just in general, then they'll be willing to listen right. to the gospel and actually hear it. Actually, you know what I mean? Instead of just listening. Yeah. We were created to belong. We were created to belong to one another. And the Lord really desires for us to be one. So if we could, you know, really get to the to the root of what we need um, as people, which is, which is to belong. If we could create a space, you know, a lot of times it's like, oh, well, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel welcome in church. I, I really think that we need to ask ourselves the question of, well, are they? <laughs> you know, with uh, with, I, I think that there are what a lot. You are of, feeling maybe accurate, <laughs> right? But so here's the this symptoms quote. are. <laughs> it says, "I don't think the first form of evangelization is to proclaim Jesus. The first form of evangelization consists in offering everyone a place where they can laugh, dance, celebrate, and experience a sense of belonging. Joy comes from the feeling you belong to a community, from being happy together, from no longer being alone." The greatest means of evangelization we have today is small communities where there are happy, joyful people who care for one another. And um, that's Gene Veneer, and he created L'Arche, and he's just a mentor of mine. He recently passed away, and he's a lovely Catholic man. Yeah, I love that guy. Yes. Uh, I got in trouble the other day for pronouncing his name wrong, and now the people are going to yell at you, I think. Oh, good. good. Is it Jean? Jean Vanier. Jean Vanier. From Lerche. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's how they told me to say it, so I'm just making it's fun of them. It's not Gene Veneer? Gene Veneer. You, listen here, boy. I'm going to tell you about how to evangelize. You can take them out in the woods. You threaten them. And if they don't say, <laughs> we're not going to finish that story. Okay. So. Uh, you know what we do? We do use scare tactics. We use scare tactics. And it's um, it's just not. Would you like to enjoy hell? Yeah. <laughs> if not, come to our church this Sunday. And when at I say we, I mean a universal we, just like I mean a universal you. I'm, you know, I'm not. Planning. The royal we? Uh, mm, no. No, no. <laughs> But I, you know, I'm not. I don't want to point a finger at any, you know, um, one church or even one denomination or one anything. I just think it's human nature that once we have something figured out, we kind of insist that everyone else get it figured out quickly, just the way we did. Well, you can blame whoever you want. I'm going to stick with the royal we and just blame all of Britain for this. It's all Britain's fault. Um, Perfect. So you talked about these small communities where people can feel welcome, can feel loved, and then where they where they can then be. Where they can then hear the gospel and actually be sure, ready for it, yes, right? Uh, yeah. So you and I have been on this project for a while that has been a uh, a thing on your heart for a very long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, it wasn't on mine, and then you told me, and I was like, actually, it has been. Like this, <laughs> I, I didn't oh, know it was. I, I totally see you lining up with this mission. Yeah. Well, I'm glad because I've been doing it for a few months now. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, he's terrible, <laughs> but he's still around. We're roping him in. Right. Um, so we started this thing called The Well uh, here locally. Uh I want you to talk about it. I mean, you kind of already did, but explain yeah. how, how what you just shared connects to the well and what it's actually doing for this mm-hmm. pre-evangelization, evangelization. Mm-hmm. evangelization. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I became a Christian as a young person, um, 
and, 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 you know, initially found God through the prayers of my mom and then, you know, more personally uh, through a high school ministry called Young Life. And but became Catholic in meeting my husband and in knowing my husband and falling in love with my husband and being curious about his spirituality and us reading together. I just wanted you to keep saying the word husband. Husband. <laughs> <laughs> He's husband when I'm mad at him. He's boyfriend when all is well. Um, so but but started reading and really fell in love with with Catholic doctrine and um, spent a lot of time leaning in. Uh, to the parts of Catholicism that were fascinating to me, and even the parts of Catholicism that were uncomfortable for me. And I desperately longed for a lot of other people that I was walking with spiritually to be able to experience what I knew and was coming to know to be very beautiful to me. Um, And I found it hard to invite them to things um, like mass or adoration because there was so much background knowledge that I felt like those things required. So as beautiful as mass was to me, as reverent as it is, as solemn as it is, as gorgeous as it is, um, it didn't feel very evangelical. And so I've been longing for for a place to invite friends, a a Catholic space to invite friends, and that would eventually lead to to those things, that would eventually lead to mass, that would eventually lead to adoration. So, because I feel like a lot of times we can go straight from interest to catechesis. <laughs> and it's like, wait, <laughs> that's too quick. So I love you this. You came to church once. Let me teach you about Evangelii Nuntiani. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I um, I love this space for exactly what it is, which is informal, you know, and, and so we're just, we're embracing that, you know, we're leaning into, into this informality. Um, it is not church. It is not mass. We need to go to church. We need to go to mass on Sundays. Um, but this is just a little supplemental time to come together as a community and laugh with one another and be joyful. Um, I feel like your podcast does such a great job of embracing the joy. Um, I think that you, you repeat a quote often about how we can just be a little too somber sometimes. I remember when I was first coming to mass, I felt like everybody was mad at me and I didn't know why. <laughs> I felt like I was doing everything wrong. And so th- you will not feel that way. In the, it, and by the way, I, I eventually ended up learning that it was, it was reverence. People were reverent. They were not mad at me. Um, but Well, it might have been a little <laughs> bit of both. Knowing <laughs> Catholics, it was probably a little bit of both. <laughs> I did have some rowdy kids. Um, Along in tow. Um, but so this is not that. This is not that. Um, so come as you are. Bring a friend. Absolutely everyone is welcome. And that's not just metaphorical. Like actually, literally, everyone is welcome. And um, yeah, just relaxed environment to come and hear the gospel. Yeah, so what we're doing is it's on Wednesday nights here locally in Bryan. We're meeting uh, in downtown Bryan called the Cotton Exchange. It's like this fourth floor of this building in downtown. It's so much fun. There's windows everywhere, which makes it difficult for me, <laughs> the guy setting up for you know tech stuff. Oh, how can we see the words when there's windows? It's okay. I got you. I got you. I got I got this hall taken care of. Uh, <laughs> but we gather. We do worship. Um People love when you come on this show and get on your soapbox. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm like, hey, look at over there. It's something silly that's Catholic. And then, like, you start clapping <laughs> your hands and you're like, you know, say, like saying some real gospel point. I'm like, oh, 
That got serious very quickly. People love it. Gesturing wildly. Well, if you want to see this live, <laughs> you can come do it. <laughs> Allison, it, you're one of my favorite preachers, period. Like oh, in, in the world. Thank you. Uh, Praise you, God. You were, you were doing it this semester. You were absolutely thank rocking. You. Glory to God. Um, thank you. So, yeah, if people want to join us here locally, if you are here, or if you're like in the towns around, you want to come like in yes, for the day, right. you can stay with me. You can stay with Allison. Yes. I just offered that without asking. But As you, know, you should. She, like, she has a cool house. I was offering rides. I'm like, I will come and pick you up to. Come join us at the well. Yeah, yeah. come join us. Uh, it, it's a lot of fun. So we had the first one uh, in August, and yes. uh, I want you to—you were really excited about how it went. I want you to share some of the fruit that you saw of of this kind of like yeah. worship, preaching, small groups, pray and break. You know, the the room was just a buzz with the Holy Spirit. I always get nervous about turnout. You always make fun of me for being nervous about turnout. I always make fun of you. Period. Well, yes, but and then and then more so when I start worrying about nobody's gonna show up because I'm always right, Allison. You like, like three stooges <laughs> slap me around. You're like, oh my gosh, be quiet. So the room was a buzz, like I said, with the Holy Spirit, and it was we had to really kind of kick people out. I mean, it was just a really beautiful night of people gathering together. We had to make them, you know, quit talking. Um, I had a personal thing. Wait, let's, yes. we had to make them quit talking sounded very unwelcome. <laughs> this was because at the end of small groups we were worried that 30 minutes was too long we had to make them stop talking right. at that point because we had yes. to end that's what you meant that is what i meant stop thank talking. you for this clarifying yes <laughs> no, right exactly shh, shh. um thank you no so but you know we were having to really drop people you know focus hey 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 <laughs> because people were enjoying one another's company so much so um i had a personal neat situation happen i can't go into into too much detail just I'll, I'll veil it a little bit but essentially god is working in a young woman's life and all things came together for us to meet again um pretty much coincidentally and anyways this feels like an answer prayer for her and her faith she was um becoming uh, a little disinterested with um, her Catholic faith and just feels like the Lord is really pulling her back in and um, in, a, in a small way using the well to do it, which is beautiful, of course. Yeah, so. that's phenomenal. So uh, kind of to wrap this up, uh, we talk in, in youth ministry all the time, like just at work, about having on-ramps for people mm. and how essentially like this whole, if you picture like faith as like a spiral staircase that mm -hmm. you're wanting to go up on and like... If, if catechesis is up there somewhere. Discipleship is up there somewhere. But if you don't have an on-ramp, a way to get on, mm -hmm. every kind of everywhere, like if there's not floors yeah. along the stairs good. with on-ramps, there's no way that people are ever going to get to the top, right? right. So it, like we, a lot of times with our ministries, like we, like you said, we jump straight into the catechesis, but there wasn't the on-ramp, so they don't really feel like they can get up there, mm -hmm. right? Um, so that's that's what this is. It's an on-ramp of pre-evangelization leading into evangelization, mm -hmm. doing those two things. And then hopefully like people are people that are, are Catholic and kind of like bored in their faith or like not super into the faith yeah. can be revitalized that written that new evangelization and then like return to that catechesis, that discipleship. Or for people who have never really been evangelized. They come in, yeah. they become part of this community, they get evangelized and then eventually start going to mass, start getting plugged into RCA, start yeah. getting plugged into adult ministries or youth ministries or or, or whatever the case Maybe. So that's the well. I have to end the show today with some due, due diligence because I'm a bad person. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. So we've had these patrons on Patreon for quite some time. Uh, you should know because you're one of them. So that I've, I've never, like, since the beginning, I, I think like the first few people. So I think you got your thank you a long time, but I'm going to do it anyway. Um, these are the people that support the show that, that, that essentially keep it going because, like, 
using all this to pay for everything that I need to pay for, for all the design stuff, for all the website stuff, for hosting the podcast, for hosting the website, for all the stuff that Forte Catholic needs to keep going. Uh, Patreon.com slash Forte Catholic. These are the people that are supporting you. I think you were the first one after my mom. I think it was Aww, my mom and then yeah. you. Uh, Allison Sullivan. Um, Barb. I love Barb. Barb Gibson Benninger. Uh, Brian Baudouin. J.P. Quinn. My mom. Father Anthony. Father Anthony actually supported, bo- b- both of you supported before <laughs> you became co-hosts. Like you were like, actually liked the show. That's fantastic. Spencer Foger, Teresa Zoe Williams, and Trent Miles. Thank you so much. Uh, this is your official thank you because I'm a bad person. I haven't done it in so long. Allison, thanks for coming on today. Hey, thanks. You Always are, a good time. You are a person that I enjoy. Did you know that? Well, thank you. Uh, guys, that's it for today. I hope you enjoyed today's show. Next week, come back. Episode 150. It's going to be an absolute Ooh. blast. I'm so excited to show y'all like all the new logos, all the new merch. I, I, I'm literally beside myself. Uh, I cannot wait. Uh, tune in then. But you know how we do it. Until next time. All right, it's our last one, Allison. You don't have to be stressed out Ugh, anymore. No, I'm sweating. Literal sweat in my literal armpit. Well, I've, I've got nothing to help you out there, but uh, uh, your, are your feet sweating? No. What? Ah, no. Well, if, <laughs> it, I actually, I just checked. Yes. They are? Yes. Are you lying now? Because you said that they were No, no. Come here. No, thank you. <laughs> Uh, I don't want to. I never want to touch your feet or socks, but I I can buy you some new ones. I'll touch those before I give them to you. ForteCatholic.com slash socks. I can get you some sock religious socks. Featuring Jesus. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Maybe when you said you weren't good at these commercials, you were right. I should have listened to you. Some Uh, totally holy footwear. Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, man. I'm going to go punch myself into that wall over there. That didn't make any sense. Uh, But... Great Saints, the Jesus, who's my favorite Jewish Catholic. You can get all these socks to make yourself look good and feel holy. You can be reminded to pray whenever you look at your sweaty toes (laughs) with the stray hairs on them. ForteCatholic.com slash socks.